Welcome to Passion. For more information about Passion, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. weather. I just need me some hot chocolate in a fireplace this morning. So I'm, I'm thankful that you rolled out of your warm bed and joined us this morning. And we're delighted that you're here at Passion. You stumbled into something. God is doing something this morning. I, I just want you to know God is up to something around here. And we're just excited to be a power, part of it. Well, last week we began a series that I am convinced. Uh, if you were not here, let me say it like this. If you were not here last week, I want to strongly recommend that you go back online and watch what God did last week. I am convinced that God spoke a prophetic word to our body, that there was a timely word. I am just convinced that individually and corporately this year we have got to capture the the power of the word that God is bringing forth about sound. We begin to talk about sound last week. We we said that sound is powerful. You you recognize and realize I said this last week that from the very first moments of the book in Genesis uh, God reveals and shows us that sound has power. God wasn't talking to nobody when he said let there be light. There wasn't nobody to talk to. He was, he, he was just communicating with himself. Him, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. He just says, Let, y'all do know that God is so powerful that he could have sneezed the planets into existence. A two and five thousand planets show up on the... Don't look at me like that. God has got that much power, that much... But instead, what he did is recognizing the power of sound. He spoke into it. When he spoke, planets came into existence. When he spoke, light came into existence. When he spoke, darkness existed. When he spoke, insects. God, why did you want... You messed up right there. I don't know. Mosquitoes? Really, God? Come on. But there's power in sound. Power. And I challenged you last week that the problem with that is that I think our our world has learned to harness the power of sound more effectively than the children of God. They, They utilize sound to create atmosphere and mood and motion. And I think we need to learn again the power of sound. And so last week I challenged you out of Joshua's instructions that are found uh, there in the account when they're beginning to take over or take on Jericho and he gave some specific instructions and out of that I tried to teach you some sound doctrine some lessons about sound I, I told you this that that one of the first things that you got to learn is that sound precedes victory if you lose your shout you lose your victory you must sound victorious before you are victorious anybody under you did you catch that last week uh, uh, is there is there anybody that's got a shout in them that even though you may not see victory right now even though it may not look like you thought it was going to look right now there's victory shut up in you it's captured it's locked up in your sound and you've got to release the sound even before you see the walls fall you got to shout anybody here this morning got a shout I got nobody with a shout. All right, we're in trouble. There you go. All right. See, see, we learned last week that your shout cannot resemble your situation. Because the reality for, in the spirit realm is that your situation has to line up to your shout. And so I, I told you that I'm concerned because I, although I have no problems with silence for a season, 
that, that there is seasonal silence. I'm concerned that some of you have accepted silence as a substitute for sound. And the problem with that is that the enemy will keep you quiet until because he recognizes that if he can keep you quiet, he can keep you in bondage. And so you've got to learn to recognize that our level of victory, our ability to take territory is directly linked to our sound. And so while we're waiting on God to touch things, God is waiting on us to speak to things. And while we're sitting saying, God, would you please do this, this, and this? God is saying, why don't you open up your mouth and operate with the authority that I've placed in you and say to your kids, I speak over you in the name of Jesus. And as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I know you're acting crazy right now, but I speak. I'm not waiting on God to touch you. I'm going to speak things. Y'all ain't getting this. I'm going to speak over my finances. I'm going to speak over my family. I'm going to speak over my friends. I'm going to speak over my life. I'm going to, y'all, y'all messing with me now. If y'all stay quiet on me this morning, we're going to have some problems. We, we're going to, I'm going to get a sound out of you because your victory is wrapped up in your sound. So we've got to learn some lessons. So this morning I want to take you into another familiar sound section of scripture and talk to you about this concept. Two quick lessons and then I'll get out of your way. I, I just want to talk to you about sound seep this morning Acts chapter 16 you can turn there in your Bible if you have it it'll be on the screen if you don't Acts chapter 16 gonna read to you beginning there and reading down through verse 34 listen to what it says it says one day on our way to the place of prayer a slave girl ran into us she was a psychic and with her fortune-telling she made a lot of money for the people who owned her she started following Paul around, calling everyone's attention to us by yelling out, These men are working for the Most High God. They're laying out the road of salvation for you. How many of you know you're doing something right when the devil starts advertising God for you? Uh, that's a whole different lesson, but some of y'all need to live at a different level where the devil quits beating you up and starts advertising, Hey, y'all, watch out for this guy. He's bringing Jesus with him. She's bringing Je- Y'all, y'all, y'all going to get that one of the... We're going to get there where you start living at such a level of victory that the devil begins to become your best advertiser. Watch out for those passion folks. They're bringing Jesus all over. Y'all, y'all going to get it. You're going to get it. It's going to happen. They're laying out the road of salvation for you. She did this for a number of days until Paul finally fed up with her, turned out, turned and commanded the spirit that possessed her. Is that what he did? No, no he didn't. He made a sound. He didn't just, he, he didn't just look it up. No, he says, get out! Some of y'all just need to get out shouting you. You need to get, get an out shouting you. He said, get out in the name of Jesus Christ. Get out of her. And it was gone. Just like that sound changed everything when our owners saw that their their lucrative little business was suddenly bankrupt they went after paul and silas and they roughed them up and they dragged them into the market square then the police arrested them and pulled them into the court into a court with the accusation these men are disturbing the peace dangerous jewish agitators subverting our roman law and order by this time the crowd had turned into a restless mob out for blood And the judges went along with the mob and had Paul and Silas' clothes ripped off and ordered a public beating. And after beating them black and blue, they threw them into jail, telling the jailkeeper to put them under heavy guard so that there would be no chance of escape. He did just that. 
he threw them into the maximum security cell in the jail and clamped leg irons on them. And along about midnight, I kind of like that little passage right there. Y'all are going to get it here in a second. Along about midnight, Paul and Silas were at prayer and singing a robust hymn to God. The other prisoners couldn't believe their ears. Then without warning, a huge earthquake. And the jailhouse tottered and every door flew open and all the prisoners were loose. Startled from sleep, the jailer saw all the doors swinging loose on their hinges. And assuming that all the prisoners had escaped, he pulled out his sword and was about to do himself in, figuring he was as good as dead anyway, when Paul stopped him. Don't do that. We're all still here. Nobody's run away. And the jailer got a torch and ran inside and badly shaken, he collapsed in front of Paul and Silas and he led them out of the jail and asked them, Sirs, what do I have to do to be saved, to really live? They said, put your entire trust in the master Jesus. Then you'll live as you were meant to live and everyone in your house included. They went on to spell out and detail the story of the master. The entire family got in on this part. They never did get to bed that night. The jailer made them feel at home, dressed their wounds, and then he couldn't wait till morning. He was baptized, he and everyone in his family. And there in his home, he had food set out for a festive meal. It was a night to remember. He and his entire family had put their trust in God. Everyone in the house was in on the celebration. Sound seat. Two lessons this morning. I want to say to you this morning that the first lesson that you've got to learn is that your sound cannot be tied to your sight. I need you to understand that there was nothing about Paul and Silas's situation that made them set up and want to sing. Uh, if you just go based on their side, they had been falsely accused. They had been arrested on trumped up charges. They were beaten until their their backs were bloody and the skin had been broken. They were placed in chains. I don't know about you, but I'm getting to the place where just getting out of bed in the morning, I'm stiff and sore. And here they are. They've been beat to a bloody pulp and now they're placed in chains. I want you to know it was not an un, it was not a comfortable. It was not a satisfactory type of condition that they found themselves in. It was a painful, bloody, broken moment. They are in chains and what they saw did not lend itself to a song. But I want you to understand that their sound was not tied to their sight. Their sound was tied to their spirit. See, some of you are in midnight situations. Some of you are in a place where the lights have gone out. Some of you are in places where the day seems to be almost over. Hope is almost gone. Victory seems improbable in at best and impossible at worst. You find yourself changed. You find yourself broken. You find yourself beaten. The relationship has ended. The bill has still not been paid. The report is still negative. Your kids are still acting crazy. Your car won't start and your dog left you midnight I mean you are the perfect person to write a country song about everything that could have gone wrong has gone wrong the answer didn't come and if your sound is tied to your sight what will happen is you will stumble through your midnight in silence 
But what I need you to learn this morning is that your midnight, your miserable situation can be the backdrop for your greatest sound. The sound produced in your prison can become a freedom song if you can ever get to the place where you don't tie your sound to your sight and tie your sound to your spirit. It may look impossible, but if you would just tap into what's going on inside of you, there is a sound that shut up in you and it doesn't depend on your sight yeah see what you need to understand is that if you go to one of these fancy jewelry stores now I'm not talking about one of these you got like you bought your wife's ring out of the back of somebody's trunk I'm talking about you like go down to a BC Clark anniversary sale uh, you they frisk you when you walk in you know and all that good stuff and yeah you go there and ask to look at the diamonds can I tell you what they will do they will not that I know I just have heard uh, they will lay black velvet out on the counter and they will take the diamond and they will lay it on that black piece of velvet because that diamond is its brightest against a black background. And what we need to learn this morning is against the black backdrop of your life, the, the pain of your life, the, the, the sickness of your life, the brokenness of your life, the bitterness of your life, the destruction that has taken over your life. It is at that moment that the, the, the brightest praise can come out of you. The deepest, How many of you know that the deepest praise you'll ever praise comes out of your pain? Yeah, that's true. You've got, you've got to recognize that everything around you may not look great. But that has nothing to do with your sound. Yeah, see, Victor uh, Frankel was a Holocaust survivor, and he had it right. He made this statement. He said this. He says, everything can be taken from a man but one thing. He said, the last of human freedoms is this, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances. Word. I added the word. He didn't say word. I said word. Some of you can't get a sound out of you and you ain't facing nothing like Holocaust. It's, I understand that in your opinion it's midnight. But the time of day, the light of day has nothing to do with whether or not God has placed a sound in you. That's why David, maybe he said it best in Psalm chapter 92, verse 1 through 2. He said this, It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to thy name, O Most High, to declare thy loving kindness in the morning. Boy, if he'd have stopped right there, I could agree with him. It's great to praise God in the morning. Like when you get up and your car runs with no gas and you're just going down Northwest Expressway, passing every gas station. I ain't filled it up in six months and it's still running. Thank you, Jesus. I look at my bank account and, man, I got double digits, zeros everywhere. Yeah, uh, and, and it's there, and, and my kids are acting right, and I ain't even pressed them to do their homework, and they walk in the door on, in the morning and say, I got all my homework done. Really, I didn't ask you. To, I know I got it done six months in advance. Don't worry about that. I'm, I'm knocking it out of the park and, and, and everything. It's easy to praise God in the morning. Yeah, it is. But, 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 but listen to what David says. He says, to declare thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness by night. 
So what that means is, is if we're going to learn this sound thing, if this sound thing is going to take us to a new level of victory, if we're going to take new territories, then we've got to come to this place that when everything is going all right, we can praise Him. But if everything is going all wrong, like if my dog isn't right and my kids didn't do their homework and I walk in and the hot water tank exploded and put, I've got, now I've got a jacuzzi in my bedroom where there was no jacuzzi place. When, when everything, I don't pay my bills I, and, and everything is going wrong. At that moment, I can still declare his faithfulness and say, God is good and greatly to be praised. At that moment, in the darkness of my night, that's where Paul and Silas were. Uh, there's another account that reveals this. It's Elijah's account in 1 Kings chapter 18. You can go read it for yourself later. You know the story. There had been a drought. I mean, it was like dry. Like no rain for three years. Like dry. Drought. And, and Elijah has this encounter with the prophets of Baal and he, he, he calls down fire from heaven and he takes water and he pours it on the altar first and then fire, y'all know that account, right? And after the fire comes, there still isn't any rain. You go, read, you go back, I, re, I went back and read it. You go back and read it. It, it, didn't, say, it didn't say that after the fire fell and the, the sacrifice was consumed, Elijah looked up and all of a sudden he sees clouds on the horizon and, and Rick, Rick Mitchell, whatever his name is on the Weather Channel, says, oh, it's going to rain tomorrow. None of that. It was still dry. It was still barren. There was still a drought. Before he ever saw one cloud, before he ever prayed one prayer, before he ever fasted one meal, before he ever had an experience in a revival service, the Bible says that Elijah goes to King Ahab and he makes this statement. He says, get up and get in your chariot and get home because I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. That means that Elijah had learned the lesson that his ability to see had nothing to do with his ability to, to hear. And I am convinced that some of you depend on your seer way too much. And if you could ever understand and ever learn this lesson, I want to challenge you to find a sound that is secure regardless of what you see. Because you may not see change, but do you still have a sound? You may not see healing when you thought you would see healing, but do you still have a song? You may not see provision or breakthrough when you thought you would, but do you still have a shout? Because your sound cannot and must not be attached to your sight. We've got to learn a lesson. Your most powerful sound comes from your darkest midnight. But there's a second lesson. See, Paul and Silas had a sound that wasn't based on sight, but I also want you to realize that their, their sound was a sound that seeped. The sound that escaped from them in the midnight hour did not just impact them. You know, I, I can see Paul right now looking over at Silas and going, Oh, buddy, the acoustics in here are really good. Uh, Ooh, this is max. We're in we're in isolation cell, man. Ain't nobody around. The, I mean, this is better than my shower. Come on, Silas. I I I can't carry a tune in a bucket, but in here, man, I sound like one of the three tenors. I mean, it's this. They're this, this, no. No, 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 no. They, they, they didn't just have a good church service in their cell all by themselves. They, they recognize that, that, that as they make this sound, the sound escapes from their cell and it impacts everybody around them. Every inmate, the jail keeper, his entire family was impacted by the sound that Paul and Silas made from their 
sell. You're going to get it here in just a second. If we could ever get you to release your sound, in spite of the fact that you are in chains, if I could ever teach you to find and release the sound of God out of you while you're still in your cell, y'all going to get this in your say. If you would ever learn the lesson that sound has the power to seep, it would change not only your life, but the lives of everybody around you. Well, Steve, I can't worship this morning because you just don't understand. My marriage is on the rocks, and man, we just like almost killed each other on the way to church. I mean, I was this close. I was right cross, left hook. It was over. Well, Steve, you just don't understand. I, I just can't worship this morning because I, I looked at my checkbook before I got up. As I got up this morning, I didn't have the money to eat lunch this afternoon. I don't have any praise in me. Steve, I can't pray. You don't understand what I've been through. I, the devil has just beat me, and he's locked me up in a cell, and it's midnight. I can't pray. That sounds familiar. If we would ever understand, if we could ever get you to understand that your sound, in spite of your own chains, has the ability to set people around you free. In fact, that's why it's so important for you to get in this type of setting and release the sound in you as, as imperfect as the church is. I know, don't even talk to me about imperfect church. I got it, I get it. There ain't a church perfect in the whole, whole world. We're not perfect. But that didn't stop the Hebrew writer from saying, you still need to get together and don't forsake this kind of gathering. You know why he said that? Because he recognized that sound seeps. Y'all gonna get this. You've got to understand that the person that is sitting two seats over or three rows back or six rows in front of you needs your sound. In fact, there are people all over the world right now watching on the Internet that they just tuned in and they couldn't even muster up the strength to get up and go to their own church and they're watching us. And we've got folks that are sick at home that are a part of this body that are watching online right now. And let me tell you something. They need your sound. Sound seeps. That is why it is so important for you to understand that the sound that escapes from your pain, the sound and the praise that is birthed in your cell can actually contain the key to unlock somebody else's chains. There's somebody sitting next to you right now. You think that everything's going all right for them because they smiled when they got in here. Newsflash, we all smile when we come in here. We're trained. But they're sitting next to you right now and they don't have any energy and they have no strength and they have no faith and they have no ability to believe on their own. And as you open up your mouth and as you make your sound and as you praise and as you glorify God, it causes faith to come alive in them again. And your sound brings back hope and your sound brings back strength and your praise is the key to their jail cell. And if we could ever convince you to make some noise for Jesus and to worship Him when you don't feel like it and to worship Him even though you're in your midnight hour and to exalt Him even when you're in your cell and to praise Him even when you're sick and to praise Him even when you feel like giving up. Somebody around you is going to get unlocked and their victory is, is locked up in you. 
Come on, I, I, now, well, I'm not done, I'm not done. I'm, not, I'm almost done, but I'm not done, so you, you, we're going to make this practical. I, I want you to stand with me. I'm not done. I'm going to have you come back and sit down, but I, come on, stand up with me. I, I'm going to give you about 30 seconds. I want you to move. Now, I know what I know what we do. We play church, and so when I give you instructions like this, you'll just turn to the three people sitting next to you. No, 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 no. That's not the, that's not the lesson. The lesson is sound seats. I want you to find somebody. Allow the Holy Spirit to lead you to at least three people that are sitting somewhere else in the room, and I want you to just look at them and say, I need you to allow your sound to seep. Come on, tell them, I need your sound. Come on, go find three people. Tell them, I, I need your sound. Come on, tell them, I need your sound. I, I got to have your sound. I, I'm in need of your, come on, tell somebody, I need your sound. All right, come on, find your way back to your seat. See, see, I, I need your sound. Your, your sound shakes my cell. Your sound breaks my chains. Your shout gives me hope. Your sound stirs me to worship again. Your sound helps me believe again. Your sound helps me trust again. Your, I need your sound. I, I need your song. I need your joy. I, I need you to, to shout. I need, a, I need a sound to come out of you. I find it interesting. I'm almost done. Hang with me and I'll get out of your way. And Paul, Paul in Ephesians chapter 5, you can go read it yourself. It's an interesting passage of Scripture. Paul's dealing with the church in Ephesus and he writes them in chapter 5. It's an interesting passage of Scripture. He begins to list all kinds of stuff we're not supposed to do. Yeah, he just lays it right. I love Paul. He was so blunt. I, don't know, I just kind of like him. Uh, blunt. And he just, he just starts saying, don't do these things. He said, don't do this, don't... Let me give you an example. He, he, he writes this long list. He says, don't be involved in idolatry. Don't be involved in sexual immorality. Don't be involved in foolish talk. He lists them all out. And, and then I, I just think Paul had flashbacks. I can't prove it. I just think he did. Because right in the middle of a long list of things you're not supposed to do, he just suddenly writes. It's, like, it's just like he had memory of a jail cell experience. And out of right in smack dab in the middle of don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. Then he goes, do this. There's one thing I just had a flash. Okay, do this. You know what his instruction was? Here it is. He says, speak to one another with psalms and hymns. And in the King James, it says spiritual psalms. In the Message Bible, it says, Songs from the Spirit. Apparently, right in the middle of a whole bunch of things we're not supposed to do, Paul had a flashback to his jail cell experience and said, Hey, don't get involved in idolatry. Don't get involved in sexual immorality. Don't get involved in foolish... Oh, wait, 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 just a minute. There's one thing you cannot quit doing. You've got to continue to make your sound. As you come into contact with one another, you need to speak to one another in psalms and songs and spiritual... Wouldn't it be odd? Wouldn't it be like we'd freak one another out? Some of us can't carry a tune in the bucket. But what if we just... Uh, what? 
rolled up on each other in the parking parking lot of Walmart and just rolled down the window and just began to sing to one another and just began to sing. Oh, I got a song in my spirit. Let me just, I'm walking down the coffee aisle singing, this is the day. And you're, oh, there you are. I got a song. Right, we'd be a little weird if we did that kind of stuff, wouldn't we? We'd also be free. Oh, that's just a side note. Yeah. If we could understand what he's really saying, what he's trying to say to us is there is a sound captured up inside of you. And yes, you may be in your jail cell, but if you could ever learn to release the sound, you will release everybody around you. So my question to you is very simple this morning. Who are you setting free with your sound? Who are you keeping in bondage because you failed to sound off? See, the lesson is it's not enough to come in here and make a sound, and although I hope you do. The lesson is, is that what God is really wanting to do is to create a sound in you and to fine-tune it when we're together so that when you go to work on Monday morning, and you get around the office cooler and everybody's talking about all they're talking about, you interject and make your sound. And when you go to school and everybody else is acting crazy and talking about all the stuff down the hallway and listening to what they're you just kind of walk down the hallway and make a little bit of different sound. And when you get home, see, God is setting you up to be the distribution channels of the sound that you hear in this place and that we fine-tune in here. I believe God is creating a sound out of this body, but it's not enough for us to make a sound in here. He's wanting that sound to keep, keep deep down in your spirit so that as you walk into your own home and your kids act like idiots, you make a sound. It's a different sound than you used to make. It's a new sound. And somehow a sound erupts out of you and out of your bondage and your own pain and the darkness of your own night, sound seeps and it changes the atmosphere. Some of y'all, the only sound you make is to complain. Some of you, the only sound you make is to wail and whine. If it wasn't for bad luck, I'd have had no luck at all. Listen, y'all. I'm telling you right now, if you could ever find the sound that's not tied to your sight, it would seep onto somebody else. And from your jail cell, you could set the other prisoners free. Now, let, 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 me, let, me, let, me, let me state, state this, this very clearly for you. It's time for you to recognize that your sound isn't really for you. If I can just get my praise on. Listen, your praise has nothing to do with you. Okay. Your sound can bring other people to salvation. Your sound can set other people free. See, not everybody in the jailhouse felt like singing. But everybody experienced the miracle. Not everybody in the prison felt like praising, but everybody experienced the power of God. Not everybody sitting next to you today or working with you tomorrow will feel like worshiping. But if you can allow your sound to seep, it can release them. So we need to make a covenant. We got to make a commitment. Here's the commitment, and then I'll be done. On the days that you walk in here and you have a sound, you got to release it. I mean, you woke up and you were so holy that morning on a Sunday morning or Wednesday night that you're just like you're glowing and all. I, I have this. I didn't glow this morning, but this happened. I'm going down Northwest Expressway and every light was green. Didn't stop one time. On that day, you got a sound. So when you walk in here on that Sunday morning or on that Wednesday night, you got here's the commitment, the covenant we got to make. You got to release that sound. Because 
there will be people that get here that hit every red light. And they desperately need you. And newsflash. Now, I could prophesy to you and tell you everything's going to be all right. You ain't going to have no problems this year, y'all. I mean, you're going to hit the lottery and people are going to send you like $5 million checks in the mail. You're going to win the sweepstakes. And your car's never going to have it. Everything's, you're never going to get, I could lie to you. But I could also tell you the truth. There probably will be a Sunday this year that you roll in here and you won't feel like praising. And the commitment that we have to make is this. On the days that I have a sound, I will release that sound for you. Because there will be another day. And on that day, I won't have a sound. And I'm making a covenant to make my sound on the day I have it because on the day I don't have it, I need you to release your sound. And if we could ever learn to make that covenant and commitment to one another, can I tell you what will happen to us as a church? We will see a lot of folks free. In fact, I just want to tell you, I can prophesy to you and tell you without a shadow of a doubt, God placed you in this body. For some of you, for now, for some of you, forever. I don't know. But I know that God has placed you here right now, some of you, because you need the people sitting around you to make a sound that you can't make. Some of you so beat up, so beat down, that you couldn't sound off if you wanted to. And God has positioned you here because somewhere in the vicinity, somewhere six rows back, somebody on a Sunday morning is going to declare the goodness of God. And even though you didn't feel like it, suddenly faith is going to rise up in you again. And he's going to deposit a new sound in you. And the reason he's doing that and the reason he's placed you here is because about three months from now, while you're all praising God, the person that was six rows behind you that made the sound, now they're going to be beat up. And they need to hear the sound and it's going to play back to the... Sound has to seep. And it's not enough for it to stay in here. It's got to seep into your life and into your relationships. I want you to stand with me this morning. I wished in church we could be honest. I wished in church we learned that we could be transparent. If there was ever a place to be real, it's here. If there ever was a place to let your guard down, it's here. But what I've learned and what I've experienced is that for some reason we, we, we feel like we have to put on airs and act like everything's all right. How you doing? Blessed, highly favored of the Lord. Baker. What I know to be true is that there are people standing around you right now that don't have any sound left. I, I have no problem stating this as a fact because I know it's true and I don't even know all your stories. Shoot, I don't know half your names. It doesn't matter. God knows. And what I can state as a fact, Jack, 
is that around you, there are people in this room that have lost their shout. There's a lesson we learned last week. If you lose your shout, you lose your victory. And it is now our responsibility. We are on an assignment. You didn't even know you were coming to church for this. But God sent you here on this day for one reason and one reason alone. And it wasn't just to get your praise on. He sent you to release a sound into somebody's life that will save them and set them free. The problem I see is we don't take the opportunity to do that. And so this is how we're going to do it. Oh, this is going to be weird for some of y'all. It's all right. You're going to say, I don't know how to do this. I'm getting ready to tell you how to do it. Because what I'm going to ask you to do, I'm going to pray over you. And then I'm going to release you for just a few moments before Pastor Woody comes and closes this thing out. And I'm going to ask you to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit to one person and to release a sound over them. Ooh, freaky. Yeah, it's craziness. I don't know why we're scared of this. What that means is at the direction of the Holy Spirit, if I don't know what to say, I just get up behind you and I just begin to pray. God, I just pray for encouragement over my brother. God, I, I don't know what's going on in his life. I just believe that right now he's the head and not the tail. He's more than overcomer. He's first and not last. He greater is, are you that is in him. That That's a sound. For some of you, God will give a very specific word. Words of wisdom, knowledge. We believe in all that stuff. This is practical. You will sense in your spirit that God is saying. And if you got something like that, don't get behind them. You get right up in front of them and say, I, my brother, I just want to tell you. I hear God say, there's a white chocolate mocha prepared for you. Seriously now. Making fun, but it ain't fun. It ain't funny. God can give you a very specific word. And then if you're at the place where you just don't know what to say, then I just want to encourage you. This is Maybe you just need to get behind somebody and go, hey! Who knows? That may be the sound of freedom for them. If we would ever learn this lesson, y'all, some of you are going to lay your hands on some folks that are about to quit that are about to cash it in, give it up, walk away. And the sound, the word, the shout, the song, the touch could be the one thing that sets them free. Father, this morning I pray that we would be very sensitive to the sound of your voice. I pray that you would guide us and direct us to the right person with the right word. And God, I just pray that you would help us to step out and make a sound. If we don't know what to say, then I just pray that a sound would come out of us. And it would be a freedom sound. It might just simply be a shout of victory. God, I pray that as we release that sound, you would encourage people. You would cause people that have been beaten up and that are discouraged and feel like giving up and quitting and just throwing in the towel. They're locked up in a cell. God, I pray that the sound that we make over them Somehow, we don't understand how it works. I just know it works, God. And so we make the covenant that we'll do it. On the day that I have a sound, I will release that sound because I'm going to need it back one day. And I will release that sound and believe that at that moment, the key turns in their cell and they'll be set free forever. I pray that you would give us the boldness and the courage and make us obedient enough to follow your leading in Jesus' name. Amen. As they play, would you take about a minute? 
and find one person and release a sound. And then Pastor Woody's going to come and release us this morning. Come on, move out from where you're standing right now. I know this is new for some of you. I know it's new for some of you. But follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Will you lift up your hand real quick and let me make a sound over you and bless you this morning. Father, I bless my people in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I make a sound over them, a blessing, a sound of blessing over them. Father, I pray that you would live up to your own word where your word declares that you will prosper us. God, where you will bless us, where you will make our ways straight and you can turn crooked paths into straight. So Father, I pray in the name of Jesus right now that you would bless my folks. Bless them with every spiritual blessing that they have need of. If they need healing, I speak healing over them. If they need a financial breakthrough, I pray for provision. If they need a relationship to work out, God, I pray in the name of Jesus right now, you would bless them beyond measure and they would sense that you're working on their life and that you got it all under control. And God, I pray in the name of Jesus right now, I pray a sound, a sound, a sound, a sound, a sound, a sound would seep out of them. In the name of Jesus.
to take a few steps on the enemy's head this morning. Can you just shout one more time a voice of triumph and praise? do something different right now normally we do offering and announcements and welcome you as visitors and tell you to go to the green room to get your cookies but i just want the band and the worship team to just begin to worship you're released when you're ready to go you can go but if you need to praise don't you dare leave this house without getting your praise the ushers will stand at the back door to receive your morning tithes and offerings if you've got all the shouts you need then you're free to go but i'm telling you god is breaking some stuff loose He's letting some folks free, and we're just going to obey. We'll trust God with the rest of it. Come on, worship team. You're dismissed if you're ready to go, but if you want to worship, there won't be no final dismissal.
shout today if you can't praise God in an atmosphere like this and Steve's right you you better check something out come on throw your hands up to heaven and begin to praise him for who he is if he never did another thing he is worthy if he never did another thing he is worthy amen come on put your hands together
step into somebody else's life. God bless you. We'll see you Sunday. privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more passion resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.